Welcome back to Fake Football Real People. Today you got Solis, Pence, Sam, myself, Garrett Morgan, missing Rory Lara. Tyler's going to be on the phone today because we got a little bit of the coronavirus. Um, we're going to go ahead and recap week nine and give you our week 10 fantasy outlook. Sam, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Yeah, let's just go ahead and get started with the Thursday night game from last week. Pence, Aaron Jones made his return. I know you're happy to see that. Uh, it looked pretty good. It didn't look like the calf was slowing him down at all, did it? No, it didn't. It didn't look like um, he was hampered at all with that ankle injury. Um, but man, as Aaron Jones owner, you see them get on the one, three times in one game, and he never touched the ball one single time on the red the the goal line. That that was upsetting because I did start him. But it is great to have him back. Uh, all the Aaron Jones fantasy owners, I know you guys are happy to see that he did play, and he, he still looked explosive. So, Yeah, I think it's just right back to usual with Aaron Jones. Um, Alan Lazard is set to make his return this week. Um, before he got hurt, man, he was awesome. He had four for 63 and a touchdown week one. Week two, he had three for 45. And week three, the game that he – his final game before he decided to have core muscle surgery, he had six for 146 and a touchdown. So – uh, do y'all think he just picks up where he left off? I think he, I think he does. Uh, I mean, Aaron Aaron Rodgers has been searching for that number two. Uh, MVS has had some drops, but he has made a couple big catches here and there. But I think the consistency of Lazard coming back is going to be big. Uh, there's definitely room for Aaron Rodgers to service to quality, uh, well, to good uh, starting fantasy receivers. What do you think, Solis? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I was on the MVS train for a while, had him, but I, I think you're right. After listening to you guys a little more and seeing some on Twitter stuff, uh, I do believe Lovato did just fine. So let's move it over to the 49ers game. Man, with Shanahan, it's just it's so hard to trust him with running backs, and especially when there's this many injuries and we're this far down the depth chart. It just You really never know um, who he's going to use week to week. This week it was McKinnon and not Hasty. Um, but, I mean, it looks like it's going to be those two guys moving forward, at least for the next couple of weeks. Which guy can, – can you trust one of those guys to, to play even as an RB2 slash flex play? I think the answer is yes. I think, I think you can start McKinnon here on. As long as as long as long you don't see, like, uh, him miss a Friday – like, a you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday practice. I mean, he's going to miss probably a practice because they, they are trying to be safe with his, his injury. Um, but I think if McKinnon does – if he is active and playing the game, I do think that he's going to out-touch Hasty probably for the, the until uh, you get your other backs back. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. Shanahan has been – it's just been all over the place. But he – I mean, I think the target – or the uh, snap share was like 88% McKinnon. I mean, I, I don't – I mean, Hasty barely touched the field in a game that I, I thought he would get a couple passes. I mean, a lot of the analysts thought he was going to – Put up a nice, decent game because I mean McKinnon was active the week before, and 
you know, they said they wanted to rest him, and then they played him like three snaps, and I don't know. It was just really weird. But I, I think McKinnon, you could you could start him in that flex play. Yeah, it was it was a tough game, um, for Hayes. I mean, it was a great matchup. I played him in a couple leagues over some really good options because I thought it was a really good spot for him. But just gotta we gotta keep that in mind moving forward with Shanahan. It's just we can't lock it in and, and guarantee touches uh, each week. Let's talk about probably the best game of the weekend with the the Bills and the Seahawks. Uh, that game was really fun to watch. A lot of points being thrown up there. Uh, Josh Allen finally got back on track. His accuracy issues were behind him, at least for Sunday. Um, he's just they're, – they're a pass-first offense now. Um, it's been going on all season. It's going to continue to happen. Um, I think what we predicted for Moss to start the year is – and, and Singletary, the split is is definitely held true. Uh, it's Singletary's ball game from the twenty, you know, in between the twenties um, for most snaps. And then when they get in the red zone, uh, they bring Moss in, and Moss will also see a few carries and, and receptions along the way. But that's pretty much how they're how they're using them. Yeah, I mean, Diggs is still the guy. As far as who else gets used in the passing game week to week, it it's really. Brown, it's, it's Brown came up. back. Though. Brown, I think Brown's the guy. Yeah, Brown um, is wide receiver too. I mean, he yeah. they distributed the ball so much last game because he, I mean, they threw it all over Seattle. But, yeah. but I mean, I think John Brown's is like the set number two. Um, but you're still gonna get your Beasley games. You know, you're gonna yeah. get the, the Gabriel Davis game. The Gabriel Davis games. It's, it's something that you're gonna have to play with. I think Diggs is for sure the number one starter. I, I still think John Brown can be played, but I think it's more of a matchup base. Let's see, who, you know, who he's playing. Because uh, you're gonna get, you know, when the Bills get down in the fourth quarter. I mean, Beasley just usually rips apart teams. In, you know, third downs late in the game. I mean, they just he just throws it all over the middle of the field and the outside. So. But John John Brown's still wide receiver too. Yeah, for sure. And moving over to Seattle's um, side of the ball, I mean, we all know Russ Lockett, Metcalf, Carson when he's back next week, or they're all must start. Lock them in. Don't even think about it. I will point out Lockett's. He's really on a roller coaster ride right now. I mean, over the last six games, he's only scored ten PPR points in four out of the six. But those two exceptions were a 37-point game and a 53-point game. So yeah, he's he's, he's the guy that I hate to have on my team. Or he's he's wide receiver number two in PPR right now. But yeah. like I said, he's four out of the last six games. He he's got 10 that uh, he's got that Ty Hilton vibe right now. When I used to have him a couple years ago, he would score 33 or he would put up five. It was just like a roller coaster ride, and he would always finish in the top 20 wide receivers. And you always had him, but it's like shit, man. For sure, and, and the Deshaun Jackson just. Same thing, just one of those guys. So like, yeah, like we said, um, Chris Carson and Hyde are look look to be back. So I mean, you know, definitely start start Chris Carson. You can forget about Homer and and DJ Dallas, even yeah. though Dallas did play pretty well in Carson's absence. Um, moving over to the Colts and Ravens game, Des made his return. Didn't. Didn't get on the stat sheet, but just really good to see him back on the field. I know we're all – all of us are fans of Dez. But another game where uh, Wilkins out-touches Jonathan Taylor. Uh, this is – I think it's starting to become a, a real thing here. Um, I, I think the coaching staff really trusts uh, Wilkins more than they do Taylor. So, I think this is a, a two-headed monster the rest of the way with 
Hines with Hines coming in the third down to it's just it this backfield's really becoming a mess. Um I mean obviously if you have Taylor you're still keeping him and seeing how it plays out, but is Wilkins worth the pickup at this point? I say no, because I, I think Jonathan Taylor's uh, woes has to do with that injury that they brought up last week. Uh, I mean, I think at the beginning of the game, he touched the ball. Uh, I don't think Wilkins even really touched the ball. And then he scored a touchdown, but then he fumbled. And then it just kind of wavered from there. But Which everybody knew Jonathan Taylor coming in. He was a fumbling fool in college. So, I mean, maybe they're kind of you know, pulling over to Wilkins. But, I mean, Wilkins had one big week uh, the week before. But, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, even whenever he was a full-on starter and he was getting 20 carries, really wasn't doing that much in fantasy. I just – I'm I'm not really wanting to go and jump on the Wilkins train and, and start him. I mean, is he someone you want to probably stash? I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah, the, the only thing I'll point out is – their upcoming schedule through week 15, the, the fantasy playoffs, they have Tennessee twice, Houston twice, Green Bay, and Las Vegas. I mean, their their schedule is just is amazing. So if if you can get one of these guys getting 15 carries a game, they're going to be a, a RB3, RB2 guy. Solis, do you have any interest in picking up Wilkins this week? Yeah, I was just looking at some of those previous game stats. I probably won't just because of – the rosters that I had in him, it's hard to put him over one or the other. Um, but also, he didn't get anything in the receiving game, which is my problem. And, you know, one reception and two receptions. I mean, if that escalated like three or four, then maybe. But, and he had, he had a, a negative yard on the last, on two of the receptions. A negative yard on the receptions he had in the last game. So, you know, I will not be trying to this week. I got you. Well, let's move on over to the Texans game. Uh, David Johnson leaves early after a couple carries with the concussion. Uh, Duke Johnson picks up the slack for them. Didn't have a great game, but um, I mean he's he's definitely high end RB two if if David Johnson is is forced to miss um, some time here. Uh, is, is is Duke Johnson y'all's number one pickup this week in in fantasy? I don't know if he's my number one pickup, but he's up there. I also hate to say it, but I kind of like Caleb College. Different topic, but. He's the number one pickup. That'd be a, that's a fun on the back follow. But, no, I would say he's not my number one pickup. I'll be looking at probably a receiver. Yeah, I think I think it's it's he would be up there like one. I can't think of anybody right off the top of my head that I would take over him. But I mean, if it's just it's just a it's a one week rental though. That's the only yep. thing that I, mm-hmm. if I can get somebody like a like a receiver that that's gonna picked up a new role or something, I'd probably take that over a one week rental. Obviously, depending on how your bye weeks lay out or yep. how much of a bind you're in for running backs or but you're not going to get much from Duke after. But I think it's a, a good point that he could definitely be if. David Johnson does miss, that's going to be good value for at least a week. Yeah, it's kind of like that Gio Bernard range that we've yeah we've seen recently. Where I mean, heck, man, you come in. I mean, come in and have a week to score 15, 20 points. That's really valuable at running back how thin it is right now. Yeah. So he, for me, he's my number one pickup. They do have Cleveland and New England next, so both two good matchups. Um, I think Fuller and Cooks are most starts from here on out. Stop me if, if y'all disagree. No, I agree. I love Cooks. Yeah, I think they're both they're both most starts from here on out. Uh, Ludden makes his first start for Jacksonville. Uh, pretty good stat line. Uh, I, I I will point out that uh, Bradley Roby, the Texans' best corner, missed the game, and um, I believe Har- 
I think it was Conley left the game with a heel injury early, so they were without a couple of top cornerbacks there in Houston. Uh, but DJ Chark has finally has a big bounce back week. Pence, do you think is something he keeps going with? Um, yeah, with I mean, I would, I hope so. I mean, I like seeing that that rookie QB come in and, and toss the rock. I mean, Chark caught a big touchdown pass, seventy-two yard touchdown. So that was uh, that was something that I like to see. I mean, the target share has been there for Chark. So I mean, he's he's obviously been open. I mean, we've seen him uh, Gardner miss a couple big throws for him. So uh, I liked I liked what I saw. I mean, he targeted him. He they had a really good game. So yeah, going forward, I mean, like I said, I always felt that Chark was a must start anyways. So, but to see that in the first game back and and coming in on the first week, that's pretty um, um, that's pretty exciting to see already. It's definitely exciting. I mean, like you said, it went it went as bad as well as it as it could. Um, and I will point out that Chenault did leave the game pretty early with the hamstring injury. Didn't return. It does look like he will be back this next week, uh, but he has he's had this hamstring issue lingering for the last really for most of the season. So something to keep an eye on. Maybe not for Chenault, but for the other guys on the team. The receiving position this year is, is very interesting. Kind of going back to Joe's point earlier about like the boomer bust. Um, and I'm not saying Chark the boomer bust, but um, week four twenty nine, week five four, then week seven eleven, or week six eleven seven three, and then a bye week event twenty seven. I was thinking the point I was trying to make is the receiver position in fantasy has been tougher lately in the past few years because there's way more teams with double or at least two good receivers. You know what I mean? Like you're not just leaning on one guy. But with the Jazz, like with Arsenal, like he was like clearly the best receiver option, and it's still kind of that way. I don't know. It's just interesting to see the pattern of like receiving. Like it's hard to play. Like I'm with Prince. Like I was definitely starting at what 12 targets last week and 12 this year something like that. But, yeah, I mean, he had 12 targets, yeah, this weekend. I mean, the weekend before, he had 12 targets. The week before that, he had, like, 16 targets. I mean, that's that's what my that's my big point is, is even with the horrible quarterback play, he's still seeing a bunch of targets. I mean, he, it's obviously there. I mean, Sam watched the game before and said that he missed Shark, like, uh, Garner missed Shark, like, three or four times on just wide-open plays. So, I think it's his venison value has been hindered by really bad quarterback play and with them coming out and saying um, – about the thumb that Garner kind of hit from him. That makes a little more sense. But I I feel confident with Chart going forward. So another game where a running back leaves early. Uh, this one is in Chicago with uh, David Montgomery leaving late with a concussion. Um, guys that spelled him were Ryan Nall and, of course, Cordero Patterson. Um, if Montgomery misses this week, A.D. all – I got run to the waiver wires to pick either two guys up, even in deeper leagues. And if you do have to pick one of these guys up, if you're desperate, who is it? I will point out Lamar Miller's also there. So, at least any of these guys? Honestly, I'm not ready to pick up either one of them. I mean, it's not like Montgomery was having an amazing game, just to really look like it. I just don't see running back position being crazy valuable on the best team right now. So, I'm not running to give either one of them now. Pence? I'm not picking up either one of them. I don't care how desperate I am. I'm not playing no running back from that team. (laughs) It was if Montgomery can't do anything, which I don't think Montgomery is just a special talent. I've had Lamar Miller in the past, and I I don't – I'm good. Yeah, I I wouldn't go there either. I I mean, Patterson's got a little bit of work this season. hasn't been good. If you're desperate and you have to start one of them, I probably would start Nall. He was – Looked pretty decent in passing work this week. Finished with four for thirty-five and a touchdown. So I will I will go with Nall if I if I have to if I'm forced to play one. Oh, Christian McCaffrey 
made his return, goes off for 37, ankle looks good, he looks explosive, and then he leaves late with a shoulder injury. Um, still haven't got much clarification on the injury, but it does look like his week 10's in doubt. Uh, so Lee as a McCaffrey owner, I know you hate to see it, but um, hopefully it's not too long of an absence, and hopefully you got Mike Davis on your team if you do have McCaffrey. He's on these fans because he knows I don't, but he's talking about McCaffrey, yeah, big bummer. He came in and pretty much won me the week this week. My team wasn't fully doing what they needed to do, and I won right up the amount of points that he scored, so it worked out. It is a major bummer he's got, he goes down, though. Hopefully it's just a uh, we maybe he misses the week at the most. Hopefully, hopefully it's very minor. Hopefully he's just like, fuck it. I want to get back out there and play. My team actually looks good right now. I'm going to push through it and just rise up the season and win this shit. Yeah, they are playing good. Their record doesn't really show it, but they're a pretty fun team to watch. Um, and Curtis Samuel has another good game for him. He's been really fun to watch lately. I mean, is this something that can he can keep going, or do you think this is kind of a, a, a couple fluky performances struck together? I don't think it's fluky because the guy is talented, and he's – been very gadgety since he's been in the league. Injuries kind of been what's holding him back. But I just looking at the offense, there is a lot of mouths to feed. So it's very hard to judge um, when to be able to start him. I mean, you got DJ Moore, uh, Robbie Anderson still getting his. You got Mike Davis. Um, you know, I just, I, I'm, it's tough. It really is tough to figure out whether to play him. But I don't think it's fluky, and I think they are going to find more ways to get him the ball going forward because they have seen how successful he has been. So Yeah, I, I will point out he has four touchdowns in the last four games. So a lot of his production, fantasy-wise, has been off those touchdowns. And I'm with you. There's just a lot of mouths to feed. So I'm, I'm not going – I would sell high if, if I had him and someone's looking to grab him, but I, I wouldn't be going out looking to buy him or, or start him every week. Um, on the other side of things here at Kansas City um, – is Clyde even startable anymore? He's at he's hovering about fifty percent of um of snaps since uh, Le'Veon came over, and um they're not using him at the goal line. Him or Le'Veon aren't getting third down work. Uh, they're not running the ball much anymore. I I don't I don't think he's startable at this point. Yeah, I don't think he is. I mean, Williams getting the third down work and two minute offense. I'm just so so confused on on the way Reed is using those running backs. Um, I, I think at this point you, you have to just put Hyde on the or no, Clyde not Hyde Clyde on the bench. I mean, can he get you some? And Bell is droppable. Yeah, Bell is droppable. Bell is droppable at this point. Yeah, I mean he's not even somebody that I would be stashing on my on, on my my roster. So uh, it's they're tossing the rock. Um, they're they're really successful at it, and and everybody on that team can catch the ball. So, but I mean it's just. It's pretty frustrating, especially Sam. I mean, you're you're a Clyde owner. I mean, at this point, you're not even wanting to even think about starting him, are you? Yeah, I mean, you really can. It's just, and he's had good matchups recently, which has been frustrating. And they're still not getting him the ball. Um, and you said you were pissed earlier when Aaron Jones is at the one three times and he didn't get the rock. Well, try watching Clyde every week, man. They get in the red zone and they'll, they, fuck, they ran Mahomes in a reverse. And he got it, turned around, ran backwards, and threw it to Demarcus Robinson for a touchdown. They won't even, they won't do anything normal at the goal line and just hand on the rock. So, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna see the bench for a while. Let's move on over to the uh, one of the great games this weekend between the Washington Football Team and the New York Giants. Uh, Kyle Allen dislocates his ankle, kind of in the Dak fashion. Really 
hard to watch. So we have Alex Smith now as the starter again. Um, I mean, what, what do y'all do? What do y'all think this does to McLaurin's and, and Gibson's fantasy value rest of the year? Well, we are missing Roy on this one. He would love to talk about Alex Smith. Sorry, Roy. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. I don't really. I don't have a major opinion on it. Because, I mean, was he swinging the rock whenever he was in? He started out yeah. pretty damn good. He he was he moved the ball very well for him. He had three turnovers, all of them really costly. But he was he moved the ball really well this week. It was the Giants, um, so you take that with a grain of salt. But Alex Smith looked pretty good this week. Yeah, I I think it. I, I think McLaurin's still startable. I mean, he's too talented. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, he was able to put up the points with Haskins. Uh, they're gonna find the ball, uh, find a way to get him the ball. I don't know if it really hurts Gibson. Gibson has just been so up and down with the way. I mean, right now he's super touchdown base because I mean, I mean, last game he's six carries, twenty yards. Yeah, McKissick got McKissick nine got receptions. Three three carries, seventeen yards. I mean, they're just not running the ball very successful. And then yeah, McKissick getting nine receptions. I mean, Gibson still saw three for thirty uh, for thirty five, which isn't horrible. Caught all three of his targets, but. I mean, they're they're using McKissick a lot in the passing game. So, I mean, I, I think Gibson's somebody you got to sit back down on your bench, unfortunately, to see. Yep, it is unfortunate. Um, so, Devontae Freeman's missed the last couple weeks, and, and Gallman's really stepped in in that role and been very good for him. Um, I mean, even with Freeman coming back, I don't I don't know why they'd be rushing out to, to run Freeman a lot. I mean, Gallman's the younger guy. You'd think they would try to roll with him. Um, does does he interest either one of y'all as a as a pickup this week? Gallman, yeah, I'm, I think he'd be on my list. I mean, honestly, I'm always he's not one of those Garrett guys for me. I just like him for no reason. Sorry, Garrett. I'm just saying you actually have legit reasons. I don't. I don't know why I kind of like Gallman, but I kind of like I, I like just when he was rushing for the Giants like last year. I mean, he just looks kind of good. But yeah, I'm gonna pick him up if, if he's there on my waiver spot. So he's gonna be on my waiver spot. Yeah, and I'm with you. I mean, uh. I, I was just telling Sam before that we needed to talk about him. I mean, he scored 16.4, 13.2, and 14.7, but it has been all touchdown-based. Uh, his numbers haven't been great. Philly was 10 for 34 in a touchdown. Uh, Tampa, 12 for 44 in a touchdown. Washington, 14 for 68 in a touchdown. So it hasn't been that great, and he's only had one big receiving game. And... I mean, I was I was just telling Sam before the podcast started that I was thinking that I, I would be looking at him. Uh, I I would probably go for him. He's not my number one pick off the waiver wire, but I think it's somebody that I would I would grab just because uh, maybe they're feeling a little more comfortable with him. And I mean, he you're you're right. I mean, he is the younger running back compared to Freeman. I mean, wh- why are you going to go out there and keep throwing Freeman out there if Gallman's you know been pretty successful? So we'll see going forward. I mean. The thing that I've noticed is that they're just not throwing the ball to their running backs as much as they have before. I mean, Daniel Jones is looking downfield and just throwing it, and if he doesn't get anybody downfield, he just throws it anyways. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I will point out that those those three games you mentioned, those are all three you know pretty tough opponents to run the ball against, um, but it's not going to get better recently. I mean, he has Philadelphia this week, then a bye, so um, – not someone you can pick up and hope to throw into your flex for a couple of weeks. He's, yeah, matchups aren't looking great. So let's move over to the uh, the Lions game. Um, not a ton to talk about here. Uh, I will point out that Swift led the back foot and touches again. He's that snap shares creeping up and up every week. 
I definitely think he's he's startable every week, and now he's he's in the you know the mid RB two range on on good matchups uh, like he had last week. So exciting to see another young, uh, talented running back finally get uh, the carries and the opportunities that he that he deserves. Um, another young guy, uh, my, my wide receiver one coming in the draft, Solis's boy Jerry Judy, uh, big day versus Atlanta. Solis, do you think he's just continuing to grow with Locke and he's going to continue to take over that number one role in Denver? Or do you think this is more of just him facing a, a really terrible Atlanta Falcons secondary and just exploiting that? No, I think um, – I definitely think he's going to grow into the number one role. I mean, that's for this year, clearly. Cortland Sutton will be back and Cortland Sutton is still his. But um, this year, yeah, I mean, they got Las Vegas next who is getting passed on. Miami, who's not getting passed on. No one's that stuff. But this Las Vegas next week, I think he can continue it. But, I mean, look at his target show. I mean, he had 10 targets week one, 14 this week. Before that, it was like 4 five, 4 But I do think he's growing. He's going to only get better with the losses. No reason for him not to. But in terms of like just going into that defense, I think he can handle most corners. I'm not saying maybe the lowest plus corners, but he's going to get hit. Like, he's good. Left him. 7125, that ain't a fluke game. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I like Judy moving forward. Uh, I like seeing him and Locke start to make a connection. I mean, Judy got 14 targets. Um, that, that's that's a pretty good number to see moving forward. Uh, somebody that I do want to point out, though, is Hamler. Hamler came back and saw 10 targets, caught six for 75. Uh, he's explosive, and I kind of liked what I saw from him before, and I wanted to keep my eye on him. So I think that's pretty nice going forward. That receiving core moving forward, like, down the years, you got Judy, Sutton, and Hamler. I mean, that's a nasty trio. So, I think Hamler is a guy that you want to keep an eye on too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's he's really talented. It's just there's a lot of mouth to feeds there in, in Denver, and they, their offense hasn't been very good. So, I don't know how much. I think they're all kind of hurting each other's value right now with with how good they are and kind of hurting the the week to week consistency. Yeah, with Fant being banged up though, it definitely helps Hamler. Yeah, for moving sure. forward for sure. And if Fant misses time or can you know stays banged up that like I said that definitely helps those three uh at receiver. Uh, another receiver I wanted to talk about and someone that you're really familiar with, Solis, um Aguilar, man, he he's he is their deep threat for Las Vegas. They they take a lot of shots to him and he's second in the league to Metcalf with receptions over twenty yards. Ain't that some stuff. I love it. I I wanted him to succeed. You know what I mean? I would have loved him if the Eagles would learn how to use him. I always caught him to be fair. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hyped on him. I, uh, and, and, and y'all, y'all didn't, y'all didn't use him as a deep threat. Y'all used him only as a slot guy and, and Las Vegas used him as a vertical guy and he's, he's found that role and he's thriving in it, man. Yeah. I love seeing him try to go. I was like, I, I hated this. I don't know. I'd be down on Eagles. They still want to coach people, clearly. But yeah, I, I, I dropped him last week because I'd have made a critical decision on my hiding situation. But if you, if he's still out there, go pick him up, whoever's listening. Or if you have him, I mean, Something that people might like not think about his name. It could be a low end trade target, honestly. Like some people still have that unless an Aguilar stuck mindset that it's not because he's going up points and the second person, he's like it's Yeah, and definitely a guy in, in DFS that you could throw in there and hope he catches a couple long touchdown passes, uh, to help you help you win a tournament. Um on the other side of things for the Chargers, uh Justin Jackson really didn't play. He he left the game with a knee injury, magically appeared in the fourth quarter for a couple of snaps. Um, but it was really the, the Kalen Ballard show in the, in the backfield. Um, he, he looked good. I mean, is this the the next ex-Gase player to 
to go to a different team and, and look way better than he did with, with Adam Gase? I think it's highly possible, and I'm kind of with Solis. I think he's the running back pickup for the week, the number one for me over Duke, just because of the fact that you're going to get him for multiple weeks moving forward. Because I, I think I think they do like Justin Jackson, but, I mean, Ballage did look good. And Joshua Kelly, I mean, they were excited for him, but, I mean, man, he's just been so inefficient, inefficient. So I think I think Ballage is a guy I'm going for him. Yep, I said it earlier. I said it again. I'm with him. Um, it's not like his stats popped out or anything, but I think he has talent. Um, like Prince said, that's a very good point. We do have a bye week coming up. Yeah, and talk about Keenan Allen a little bit. I mean, he's been amazing with with Herbert at quarterback. Cause he he has to be a top five receiver the rest of the way, huh? Yeah, top five. And, uh, I mean, Mike Williams is even getting some value. But he didn't 100% finish his top five in receiving this year for um, fantasy. Uh, that was a great pickup. I mean, I, I'm kind of eating my words. But, which I also, when I, we were talking about it, Tyrod was the quarterback. So, I didn't feel as comfortable. But you get a gunslinger in there like Herbert. I mean, this is what you're going to get. Keenan Allen's one of the best route runners in the game. So, Yep, he stays open. And he's uh, he's balling, man. Um Speaking of someone that's balling all of a sudden, uh, Pence, is Juju back? My boy Juju is back, bro. My boy Juju is back. So all that hate that everybody said, that they said he was droppable, I held on to him, and he, he's came through for me in the last the last three weeks. Uh, they're getting the ball over the middle of the field again. That's what I, I've noticed watching the games. I've watched the last two. Um, they're, they're getting the ball over the middle of the field, and that's where Juju does best, so. Uh, he's he's a for sure starter moving forward for me. Yeah, wide receiver two, wide receiver three. What are you thinking? Yeah, well, I think I think he's getting into the wide receiver two. He's between that two and three, but he's wide receiver two to, for me right now. I got you. Um, other side of the of the ball for the Cowboys, man. It, finally, their offense looks decent with without Dak with with Gary Gilbert in there. Um, I don't know. I mean, what do you what do you think? Do you think Gilbert can keep this going? Um, I mean, it was a terrible matchup versus Pittsburgh, and they like a rejuvenated team. Yeah, but they're not starting. I just I read something before uh, I got on the podcast. Apparently, they're going back to Dalton this next week after. So uh, they're not going to keep running with Gilbert, which I'm kind of uh, I'm not very happy about because you put a guy like uh, you know Gilbert looks pretty good in the AF AAF. I mean, he showed some arm talent in the game. He looked incredibly poised to be playing against the number one defense in the game, and um. You know, he was slinging the ball. I would like to see him a couple more weeks, and you might have your future backup for a long time right there. But um, the Dallas Cowboys are going to go back to Andy Dalton. I guess they really do want to tank, So, which is fine. I'd like to see some uh, some good draft picks get in there. So uh, if Dalton starts, I don't know who the hell you start on the team. Uh, Pollard looks like the better running back right now, but they're still just feeding Zeke the ball, which is which – is, I mean, I love Zeke, but – Every time t- Pollard touched the ball, it was 10 to 20 yards on, on, on a carry. I, I don't know what to do. Um, wide receiver value for these guys, I just don't know moving forward. I, th- I think you, you you still start Amari and the rest of the guys. You maybe can start CD in, in, in good matchups, and that's it. Yeah, maybe. Amari, yeah, you're right. I mean, Amari's still your starting guy, but I, I, it's just so uh, – I don't know. When Dalton played, he, he did not even look in CD's direction, it felt like. so. Yep, it – yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start anyone but but Cooper and Zeke uh, this week until we hopefully start seeing some patterns with Dalton. Um, a pattern that we've been keeping an eye on 
or I mean, it's been going on for the last five or six weeks now. It's, it's Christian Kirk uh, in Arizona. He has clearly taken over the number two, and he's he's more than number two right now. He's he's balling. Um, is he? I think for me, he's probably like one of the number one buy lowish uh, trade targets for the for the rest of the way. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Hopkins uh, has kind of taken a I'm not gonna say a step back. I'm just saying they're not like force feeding the ball like they were in those first couple games. Um, and Kirk has really stepped up, which we all kind of knew Kirk was gonna be the number two at some point. He is the second most talented receiver on that on the team. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I would love to trade for Kirk right now. I mean, they're they're throwing the rock. Their Arizona's moving the ball really well. Uh, and Murray and him are getting on uh, a really good uh, connection right now. I'm a big Kirk fan. I was talking to Preston a couple weeks back, um, you know, because he's trying to make some trades. And I was like, I'll take Kirk off your hands. I really wish he would have bid on that. But what, he got 20 points in the last four games? I'm huge on him right now. Definitely buy if you can. Yeah, he's he's their deep threat. Um, and they're finally starting to throw the ball downfield a little bit more there to start the season. It was all dink and duck stuff, so – I think they realized they had to get more of a vertical threat, and uh, Kirk's been that guy for them. So hopefully they can. Let's rag on. Let's rag on um, on Preston just for a minute for anybody listening. He played Corey Davis and Cole Beasley over Christian Kirk. Well, I mean, I need some arguments here, but I couldn't. I wouldn't have done it. And 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 Corey Davis put up zero. Couldn't be me. Couldn't, couldn't work be, out for him. Couldn't be me. Either. Yeah, wouldn't be me. <laughs> Davis had been popping off though, dude. I mean, Davis had Corey Davis had been playing yeah, but, pretty damn well and, oh, and scoring but, points. But Cole Beasley over over Kirk. Is, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. not it. That's not it. That's not it. That's a no for me, dog. So the the game last night, man, it was. I stayed up to watch it. I was hyped. I thought it was going to be one of the best games of the year, and it it sucked. Um I think what sucked most about it for fantasy is we still do not have any update as far as how the the target share uh, is going to go in Tampa, um, and it it was kind of predictable to see uh, Mike not be involved, Mike Evans not be involved as much. Um, with yeah, with, with Lattimore covering him, he he Lattimore is it just blankets him every time they play. He can't he can't he can't play against Lattimore, so that wasn't surprising. But I was hoping to see. Hoping to kind of get an idea of how the target share would work out with with those three, and we just didn't get it last night. Hopefully, uh, this next week clarifies a few things. But um, they should trade six 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 five, and for next is a thirty six. That's so annoying. Yeah, it's and, and Gronk got six targets. Yeah, that the whole team right now. Besides, I mean, hopefully Brady going forward can can hold some value, but. It's going to be really week to week with their pass catchers and running backs. It's a fantasy mystery. That's exactly what it is. Nobody has any idea. It's moving forward. It's going to be very, very, very frustrating because one week you're going to get uh, a target share where Antonio Brown's going to see like 12 targets. And they're going to be like, oh, this is the guy. I'm going to get to start him next week. And then you're going to start him and he's going to see two targets and he's going to catch one ball for 15 yards. It's it's. That that whole team right now with how many people they put together is just a fantasy nightmare. They they do get Carolina this week, so good matchup. Going to be a high scoring game. I, you could you can fire up most of these guys and and seize along. Um, I will say one quick note before we leave uh, for the Saints. Michael Thomas that was the biggest takeaway for me is he looked really good and explosive uh, on upon his return last night. So 
I think he's right back to being number number one, number two wide receiver rest of the way and getting back to the, the Michael Thomas that we love. Well, that's going to be it for us, guys. Uh, go go follow us at – so please plug us for us. Yes, sir. FFRP underscore podcast. I'll say that one more time. FFRP underscore podcast. And that's it. Go, uh, go give us a follow. Uh, as always, please give us a listen. Let us know um, what you think and – Uh, Hit subscribe for us, if you will. Uh, We'll be back next week to recap week 10 and to give you a week 11 outlook. See, See you next week.